0: Hello, and welcome to Rocket's Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. I'm Simone de Rochefort, Senior Supervisor, (laughs) Supervising Video Producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Christina Warren, Senior Developer Advocate at GitHub, and Brianna (laughs) Wu, Executive Director of Rebellion Pack. Now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. (laughs) Forgot my own title. (laughs) Listeners, new listeners of the show, uh, welcome. I'm the I, person who forgets people's job titles every week, despite the fact that I have to say them every single week. And that's just a little yeah. fun fact about me, a little icebreaker. Uh, Brianna, do you have an icebreaker that you want to share with everyone today? Uh,
1: I don't, except uh, that I'm trying to, uh, I'm hopefully able to uh, arrange a debate with the Tiger King, uh, oh my God. Joe Exotic. <laughs> And his team is currently talking. Now, the sticking point with this is clearly going to be how do we have a debate with Joe Exotic when he is in prison? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the tricky thing. They've advised us that uh, this was very challenging for TMZ, uh, but the wheels are in motion, and hopefully we're going to do that. And they were very excited about the thought that Christina Warren uh, would be there moderating the debate. So, uh, Christina, this is a really I hope we can make this happen. I want to Likewise. stress
0: so much that you are not joking right now. No, that that is not a bit I'm in not. any way. Uh, Christina, not. what's your fun icebreaker for today?
2: Yeah, so my fun icebreaker is, uh, well in, uh, in two weeks, Brianna, we're going to find out I'm probably going to wind up owing you $500. So, yes. Um, oh my God. So what a wonderful so,
0: transition. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was I was, I was going to say this is this is my like speaking of like Christina and Bree's like crazy schemes. The <laughs> Bree's idea of like having a, a, a debate with, with Joe Exotic is real. And she asked if I would moderate. And if this happens, I was like, I didn't even need to hear the details of which, like, I don't really even know any right now. Um, I just need to like, hear the words like Joe Exotic a debate moderator. And I was just like, yeah, obviously, I mean, yeah. I'll do it. Uh, no, no questions asked.
1: There was some question with the public that Christina would be fair. And, yeah, yeah, I was laughing because, if anything, Christina and I disagree on stuff every single week. (laughs) Like, like...
0: like, Always respectfully, and yet
1: always. but, But, like, she's not gonna, she's not in the bag for Team Brianna here. She's Team Joe, like... Oh, no, yeah. Exactly. oh, yeah. exactly and, yeah.
2: And, 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 and to go uh, more seriously about how much like I might be Team Joe, let me point out that I, I think I'm going to have to pay Brianna Wu $500 because <laughs> we still have one final chance here where like there's a there's a, a federal um, um, uh, court based in San Francisco that can hear an appeal. But Elizabeth Holmes, at least so far, like her, her appeal to be able to or her or not her appeal, her plea to the court. To stay out of jail while her appeal proceeds was denied, um, and that happened this week. And so she has like one one chance left. And if that doesn't happen, then I think she's going to be reporting for duty um, yes. at the end of April, April twenty um,
0: seventh. Longtime yep. listeners will know, uh, Brianna and Christina placed a, a very high rolling bet. Uh, yep. That Elizabeth Holmes, w- on whether or not Elizabeth Holmes would actually set foot inside a jail. Um, mm-hmm. And we have been holding out on that. We held out even when she was convicted uh, yep. for fraud. She sentenced to 11 years and three months. And April 27th, theoretically, that d- the day will come due. Yep. The toll will be paid.
1: So I've thought a lot about what to spend my $500 on. And my first thought, this is not charitable. I'm not proud of this. But my first thought was to put like a Brianna versus Christina poster <laughs> right here. <behind laughs> oh me. my God. For the entire time we're recording and then be like winner, you know? If
0: you could commission like original art, like yeah. a, a yeah. movie or like a boxing fight poster with the two of oh you. Oh my God. That would be sick. I thought
1: about that, but it would be gloating, which is unsportsmanlike. But no, because it would be like, it would also be, like, yeah, would also be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be like you literally like beating Christina into the earth. It'd be like the promotional poster for the fight where you're both like standing there like strong and tall and 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 majestic before before Christina loses uh, in dramatic (laughs) fashion.
2: I wonder if we could get Joshua Buttock, who is my favorite artist. I wonder if we could get him to do it. If, If he'll
1: pay, if he'll do it for that amount of money, consider it done. It would be amazing. Um, All
2: right. Let's get into our main
0: topics for the week. Whoa. I'll go through them right now. So we are going to be chatting this week about the latest in the drama that is happening over at Twitter. Um, And after that, we're going to be talking about yet another HBO Max rebrand, (sighs) which I'm sure will go great. And everyone is so excited about (sighs) it. For dessert today, we are going to be talking about the return of one of our favorite fraudsters. And our boosties are premium members who get an ad-free show and a bonus segment. We'll get to hear, um, <coughs> because Christina was not on the show last week, we didn't get to talk gossip together. We were going to talk about Reese Witherspoon and her her divorce. Well, a bigger split has happened in the celebrity <gasps> world. Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. So oh, our boosties no. will get to hear uh, yep. Our discussion the about take. the drama, the Swifty take on Taylor Swift's latest. So, yep definitely stay tuned for that. And if you would like to learn more about how you too can become a boosty and support our show directly, you can go to relay.fm/slash membership. All right, let's talk Twitter. I feel like we have to do that at least once a month. We have to oh. just sit down and go, all we right, here's all Twitter Twitter's oh, issues.
2: Oh. Real, real, real quick, just sorry, just one, yeah. one last uh, housekeeping note before before you start. Um, uh, speaking of rocket, uh, uh, boosters. Um, I was trying to do a ploy for uh to to get us uh, some new uh, members, new boosties, as we call them, so that I can you know pay off my my bet to Brianna. And uh, Peter, Peter Rising uh, was was kind enough to to uh, subscribe, and I said that I would give a shout out to his YouTube channel. He's Peter Rising. M three sixty five on YouTube, and he does a lot of content uh, helping people get into the uh, Microsoft ecosystem and Microsoft technologies. So check out oh. his uh, his YouTube channel. Thank you very much, Peter, for being a boosty. Awesome, and that link is going to go right in the
0: show notes. Thank you, Peter. I hope you enjoy Taylor Swift gossip. <laughs> exactly. Um. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> it's true. You. Um. I, I no, no,
1: no. <laughs> hold on. I want to be really clear. I've said this on the show before. I, the stuff y'all talk about every single week, I want to be clear, I would not know half this stuff if I wasn't friends with you. But it really paid off when I was hanging out with my niece because all <laughs> this stuff that y'all talk about. Yeah, every week, I was able to bond with her so authentically talking <gasps> about this book. Bull- yes. So I was like, oh thank God I talked to Christina and Simone every single week because she's yep. out there going, Oh, Brianna's awesome, not like mom, you know? Ah. So <laughs>
0: You have the pop culture takes That's that exactly the kids right. want, That's to, exactly that, like right. post-Zoomers. All right. Twi- when Twitter circles launched last summer, they were a way for users to tweet to a select group of people. Now users are reporting that their supposedly semi-private circle tweets are visible due to a possibly bug. Info security engineer Ian Coldwater reportedly created a test circle with just one person in it and tweeted, Like, if you can see this, more than one person liked it. Uh, And there are multiple similar stories of people like either creating test tweets or noticing that a tweet that they had sent to a circle had been liked by people who were not in the circle or more people who were in the circle, etc. According to former Twitch engineer Theo Brown, it seems like the issue may lie in how Twitter uh, pushes tweets to its for you feeds. Uh, It's possible that circle tweets are getting pushed out to there because people are noticing
2: like oh that person doesn't even follow me yeah they're not yeah seeing it in this way yeah one of the other things that's happening i think that um, leads credence to that i've noticed this a few times i've seen people who have blocked me for whatever reason and look some people block me that's fine but i've seen their tweets in the four year in the four you page same and i'm like wait a minute i'm like wait a minute this this person blocked me because because i said that so and so still wasn't going to f them, um, which I stand by. You do, you know what I mean. And so I'm like, oh, I, I thought I, th- I thought I thought this person blocked me. Nope, still blocked. But it's showing up in the for you page. So wow. something. So so that that would give credence to that idea that um, it's just ingesting all that content and that it's the for or, or maybe more to the point, the for you page is taking into account every tweet and is isn't uh, assigning you know visibility um i guess yeah like it's going
0: into a big slush pile and the for you feed is just pushing it out
2: because yeah
0: so there have been sh- a lot of changes made at twitter not just in how many engineers they have uh but in the way the for you page is prioritizing things and, and in the way that engagement is ranked i think replies are being ranked more heavily possibly um as a side note every single piece that i read about this has mentioned this uh, so because Twitter no longer really has a PR department, any mm-hmm. attempt to contact them for comment uh receives a poop emoji in return. Um, This oh, is just God. something I just wanted to mention because it is oh, so fantastic. juvenile and ridiculous.
1: Well, he covered up the W on the side of the building and then the landlord had a problem with it. And oh they my painted God. it white to make it a certain word. And it's just... Great. It's okay. Juvenile is his brand. That's yeah. that's his specialty.
0: Yeah. Well, not worth dwelling on that. Uh, as a secondary component of this sort of like Twitter generally falling apart, slash being sort of strong-handed by a uh particularly petty and juvenile personality. Uh last week's controversy on Twitter was over Substack links on the platform. So Substack said last Thursday. Twitter embeds no longer worked, and many users were saying that they couldn't retweet or comment on any post with a Substack link that included the word Substack in it. Uh, I will read from this Gizmodo piece here. Early Friday morning, users could post a Substack link, but every time you try to comment or retweet those links, a message pops up reading, Some actions on this tweet have been disabled by Twitter, or authorization Engagements are limited. Uh, Gizmodo was able to reproduce these outcomes, but also found that t- the tweets could be quote tweeted. So again, <laughs> t- just speaking to the, the the engineering situation over there. This uh, development came mere days after Substack introduced a feature called Notes that allows yep. users to share short form content and looks. I will say quite. Twitter esque, uh, former Elon Musk darling Matt Taibbi claimed that that feature, its existence and you know similarity to Twitter as a Twitter potential Twitter competitor, quote unquote, was the reason that Substack links were being blocked. Elon Musk then went on to say, "Actually, Matt Taibbi sucks, and I hate him personally, um, and he's a Substack employee, which is not true. Substack denies that, and Substack." And, and also went on to say that substack was, quote unquote, trying to download a massive portion of the Twitter database. And that's why the links were being blocked. So that kind of concludes my my broad overview of the of two of the main dramas. I haven't even dramas. touched on the third one, but let's maybe save that for now and just talk about the, I guess the. The this particular situation with a. Uh, the website kind of falling apart, and uh, and some petty uh, maneuvering here.
1: So, if I can start at the top, just yeah. just basic infosec advice, y'all. Um, there has, for a long time, not been any reason to trust that what you're saying on Twitter, like quote unquote, privately, is actual actually private. Yep. There is no reason to have any faith of that in the Mascara. If you're sending a DM, don't put anything on the DMs that you don't want people uh, publicly to read. You need to really like follow that. There's no InfoSec team at Twitter that's looking through the code base very carefully for vulnerabilities. Uh, don't trust that your circles are private. Um, this is a site that is holding together barely it is um, not working, and it's 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 run by someone who, in my estimation, is a congenital liar. Right? Uh, there was a disastrous BBC interview that he was part of yesterday, saying that Twitter was "quote unquote" like close to breaking even, which I think is a wild. Oh my lie. god! It's I completely do not false. believe this. I do not believe that. <laughs>
2: it, it, it's, it's even worse. He was talking about how how um, the negative financial situation that Twitter was in, and how they only had you know, a certain amount of money left, uh, failing to mention that the reason that they have the passive loan payments are because he has put the company in debt. Now, this is not to say that the company would not have been laying people off uh, and making substantial changes if he had not purchased the company. Uh, That uh, reporting from the Wall Street Journal and actually independent reporting that I've done confirms that if he had not made the, if he had not acquired the company, they would have had layoffs starting last year. Mm. that said it would not have been what this scenario is and uh to pre- and and their the debt situation was not what this situation is and to pretend otherwise uh as he did in that BBC uh spaces which uh th- I was very disappointed in the press for not pushing back on him and and not at all being critical and taking everything he said as if you can trust him when everything we've seen from him in the last few years shows that you cannot I was actually very bothered by by the fact that the BBC just completely just Seem to just nod and accept those statements, but anyway, sorry. go Can on, you Brie. actually
0: no talk a little more about how I guess that that BBC space came about? Like, what what was theoretically was it just like BBC
2: sits down with Elon Musk? But w- well, or I th- was there I, a, I think where, it, where an I think angle? where it came out of was that uh, the BBC was given a um much as NPR has, which is why NPR is is leaving Twitter. Uh, they were given a I guess like a a flag on their account that said like like a state sponsored or something or state funded. Um, and, uh, BBC had this, but BBC news did not. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they were, they were bothered by this cause they're like, no, this is not like a state sponsored, you know, network. Like obviously it's paid for by taxpayers. It's, you know, but, but it, you know, by, by the, mm-hmm. the crown, you know, there's, there's a tax in, in the UK, but it is not, um, you know, uh, state sponsored in that regard. And so there was, diff- there was, uh, uh, I guess, um, uh, disagreement there. And, and I guess that, Twitter conversation then became a space mm-hmm. is as I think how it started. Because I joined late. So okay. I but I but I'm guessing that that was what the um it yeah, it, it was a spontaneous interview um that that I think was uh was was born out of um that uh it, way the, 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 the it, that the account is was, was really labeled.
0: frustrating. So I will just say you're speaking as a, a journalist and not even one who's particularly good at being confrontational. This situation, much like SBF going on that um Like doing that speaking engagement right after everything with FTX fell out. Like you have these like extremely powerful CEOs in bad situations who are also so like narcissistic and PR oblivious that they will put themselves in situations where normally I don't think you would have that access to that person, that unfettered access. Um no. And to to have them in that situation and the, like the SBF interview was a good example of that because th- he was asked some difficult questions um and mm-hmm. talked for a long time. This sounds like kind of the opposite of that, where y- you suddenly have access to Elon Musk and can ask him anything you want. Yes, he might like have a temper tantrum and pop off the space after two minutes. But right. What that's, are you doing at that time? That-
2: Exactly, which is, in my opinion, what you should be doing. And look, I understand that most journalists, especially when you go into these things, because we've all been in situations where you've talked smack about someone behind their back, and then you are confronted and you have to spend time with that person, and maybe that topic comes up. And the natural human thing to do is to try to kind of get out of it or try to, like, we, we want to make peace. Yeah. And and I've certainly been in scenarios where I've met people in person that I've had confrontations with online, or I've said, or I've more, more, more commonly, like, I've, I've talked. Um, a um smack about them um, online, and and then been very congenial and had a very good interaction and, and haven't brought anything up. Yeah. And I think that's okay. What's different, though, is if you are a journalist who now has this opportunity to be talking with someone, in my opinion, the access that you're getting, which is why people tend to be polite in these things, doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. do, do, do your job or, or don't. Like, but 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 you will see this very frequently where people will hold off because like oh well if I if I do this then he'll hang up the call or or they'll in the interview or they'll do whatever okay and well, that's yeah. your story then then, then <laughs> yeah. exactly 100%. especially in this scenario where where you know it, it was just it, it it struck me as being and I can understand the impulse of being like okay it's just easier to get along than try to push mm-hmm. back on every single thing but it, that's what the press is supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Quick
0: pause there. Oh, sorry. uh, Go on, Brianna.
1: No, I I wanted to return to the content of the BBC interview for just a second. Sure. Um, What I found really troubling about this, um, because I'm not a journalist the way that y'all are, um, so I can say this, there was – No, it's really apparent to me that Elon Musk fundamentally does not believe in the press, does not value the press, and doesn't understand what journalists actually do. I found it, like, astonishing. Him suggesting that, like, uh, TweetWatch, you know, the feature where, you know, the community can come and put notes underneath Mm -hmm. tweets, Mm -hmm. was a substitute for a true and vibrant press. You know, he was giving quotes like, um, you know, this is why uh, people will be able to come to Twitter and, um, you know, have it be the best arbiter of truth in the entire world. As if anything yeah, you put in birdwatch is not going to be like sourced from work the actual journalists are doing. Yeah. It was so callous and disrespectful and really, in my view, showed we, uh, the, the, the dangers of billionaires having this much wealth and power. You know, um, I'm not some, like, anti-capitalist extremist, but I do think that when Bill Gates has enough money that he can go pump billions into an experiment mm-hmm. with charter schools and fundamentally, like, upend uh, education for parts of the country, I think that's a problem. And in that same way, I think Elon Musk coming and buying a, a tool that many you know, journalists use to do their job and then Undermine the very concept of journalism to mislabel. Um, what they do and misrepresent them for his own political agenda. I think that's extremely problematic in a democracy. And I think we we all got numb to like Rupert Murdoch uh, Mm -hmm. and the Fox News model. I think like what Elon is doing is probably not as bad, but it's certainly really more in your face about the dangers of someone with too much wealth being able to uh, negatively impact a democracy in my view.
0: Yeah. So as of today, uh, I think, as Christina mentioned, PBS and NPR are no longer tweeting out their content because of because they had received the state affiliated media label on Twitter, which generally is used for, like, actual apparatuses. Exactly.
2: Governments. it's very different to say publicly funded versus state sponsored. Like they're very different things. And again, I think this goes to your point, Brie. like he doesn't understand anything about the press and he doesn't want to because like, you know, um, what was a, um, uh, what what's uh, the, the the Russian um, uh, Sputnik? Sputnik, mm. which has a US station and had and they hired US journalists, Sputnik is state sponsored media. That is a fact, right? Like and 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 people were very critical, I think people including myself were very critical of like US journalists who took jobs at Sputnik, and I continue mm-hmm. to be anybody who did that, like yeah, you know what I mean? But like that is state sponsored um uh, media. Um the BBC is not, NPR is not, PBS is not. Like having having government funding is very different from being a state sponsored operation or apparatus. Sorry, go on.
0: It, it's very odd too because it th- this is almost beside the point. Um, and I know we we should maybe get back to like the circles and substack conversation briefly before we move on. But I I think part of the reason he's labeling NPR that way. NPR obviously known as maybe a more left leaning outlet um, than some others, and we have at the moment a like the left-leaning party is in power how w- would that change if say the the republicans won the next election would it be like oh now npr is no Christ. longer state-run media because they're i don't know it's that's beside the point <coughs> um do you all have any thoughts on i get the the substack situation because this like, i mean it honestly seemed very similar to me to the like labeling of npr and pbs obviously not as i think uh oddly fascist more like petty in a business sense um but obviously for writers who who like have Substack columns and make their living on Substack, not great no really not great especially because i think for an outlet like npr and pbs and i know for for us certainly twitter is not a huge traffic driver and that has kind of been like hammered into us as twitter yep. has gradually collapsed over the last year like don't freak out i know that we're all on twitter because it's part of our job and that's how we find stories do not worry about twitter collapsing because the, your traffic will not be meaningfully affected i don't know i, I feel like the substack community is it's maybe different. more online initially like that's how a lot of those writers built right. their communities I was, I, was, I was
2: gonna say for them and, and then from substackers i've talked to i mean a i would say there are two lessons here one yeah um this is yet another um reminder and i said this a few weeks ago you know, this is what happens and I'm guilty of this myself. You know, I over invested in Twitter at, at the expense of other things, but it, yeah. it's important to own your own platform and own your own audience and understand that if like all of your reach, all of your stuff takes place on one place, that company ultimately, um, you know, uh, controls it. And media has already learned this, for instance, with Facebook, which, which did drive traffic for a long time, but then tr- yeah. Facebook, you know, would impact the, the newsfeed and whatnot. Um, But Substack, in particular, like many writers on Substack, you know, people like Casey Newton have said this. I've talked to others who say, you know, the big driver for subscribers is tweets. And many of them do leverage their own network to try to get subscribers and to to get people to sign on and pay and and to share things out there. So on the one hand, like I'm nothing but sympathetic to this very petty move that has since I think been reversed. Um, Mm -hmm. it, It was in response to Substack Notes. I'm very sympathetic that on the other hand, I am going to be honest and say, If like your only funnel for getting new readers is Twitter, then I think that's a bigger problem that you need to contend with with or without Substack dealings with, um, you know, with Twitter. Because as you said, you know, Twitter as a traffic source has been on the decline. I know back in the day at Mashable, we did used to receive a, a fair amount of traffic from Twitter, but I know that's changed over the years. Uh, but, I, but 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 I, I can speak historically anyway. You know, I, there was a time when Mashable did get a lot of traffic from that, but that has changed. But if if any platform is going to be kind of like your driver for that sort of thing, you need to diversify. But I yeah. but I also think that it's upsetting for as, again this this guy who's claiming that this can be the thing that can replace news and can replace journalism and can be the source to power, and then you are going to at the same time um, suppress links and make it impossible for people to interact with things when they're sharing content, right? Like, it, yeah. it just, the whole thing is, is just no bueno. Uh,
1: just one more point before yeah. we move on here. Um, I also think it's so anti-competitive, right? Like, at the, at the best, the tech industry, right, we have this theoretical idea that everybody makes their own product, right? It makes the whole industry better. This is like what Slack said when Microsoft came out with Microsoft <laughs> Teams, right? Yeah. Um, there, there's this idea that we're all going to go out there, make our best product, and the, the best thing is going to win. In practice, what has happened is companies like Amazon and Facebook have just killed any competitor whatsoever in this space. Face and, and wielded their power and abused it. So Musk doing this to Substack, it's it's not a unique sin in like the the panoply of anti-competitive actions that you know major institutions in tech have taken. But it's it's certainly again, it's it's one of the most blatant. Right? There's no pretext for it. Like it's yeah. just we're going to kill the competitor. And I really think at some point you've got to wonder. When regulators are going to step in on this? Yeah, right?
2: I mean, maybe. I mean, he already did this with with Mastodon stuff, if you recall when he the, did. when he briefly did the Mastodon thing. I don't know. I think that it would have to be a much, much, much larger scale than Substack, a company which I should note um, is venture funded, has not been able to close another round, and is taking funding from individuals because that's now how they need to raise their money. So they're 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 raising around uh, from from regular uh, investors, uh, mm-hmm. which is never a good sign. I'm, I'm going to say that if you want to put your money in Substack, that's okay. If you want to use them, um, and partner with them that that's fine. I'm not a financial advisor. I most certainly would not, uh, invest my money or make any bets. Like I wouldn't even put the $500 like that, that I owed Bree, like invest Oof, that in Substack. Eh. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I wouldn't do it. Right. And, and I yeah. bought Dogecoin for, for the lulls. Right. I'm just saying like, I wouldn't do it, but, but that's me. I'm not a financial advisor. I think it would have to be at a much higher level for it to reach that. In the past, we've also seen – and and this is not it, on Musk's end. This was actually Jack Dorsey. Uh, it, I think it was Jack Dorsey. might have been um, Dick Costolo. But when um, uh, Facebook bought Instagram, um, Twitter then shut off the Instagram to Twitter connection that had existed where you would have thumbnails show up, like where it would automatically post photos. Yeah. And and there had also – up to that point, there had been a, a way where you could find your followers on um, uh, Instagram, your Twitter followers—you could find them on Instagram. You could link the two together. They cut that off, and that was that was you know in 2011 um, or or whatever 2012, whatever year yeah. um, uh, Instagram was acquired. So these things happen. Yeah. Um, you know, TikTok yeah. has had the same sort of things cut off. So you know, I,
1: I just want to be clear though, because I think you're attacking an argument I'm not making. I'm not specifically talking about Twitter. I'm saying the aggregate of people in the tech industry doing this overall, I think is anti-competitive. It doesn't lead to, at it, it least the the little guy getting squeezed out in this space. And I think that's something we should be thinking about and regulators should be thinking about.
0: This episode of Rocket is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Uh, we all know. How a VPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock uh, movies and shows that are only available in other countries. If you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix, this will change your world, your globe, even. Um, so, for example, if you are, are craving some Brooklyn 99, not a Hulu subscriber? You got Netflix. Guess what? It's available on Netflix Canada. What? Or you want that Star Trek Discovery, but you're not on whatever freaking... I don't even Paramount know where Plus. that is Param- now. Paramount. Paramount Plus. Who has that? Well, I know who has it. Netflix UK. <coughs> Express VPN is incredibly easy to install and use. You install it. You press a big button. You connect And then you have access to things that were previously hidden from you. It lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. And you can choose from almost... 100 different countries. So just imagine all of the Netflix libraries that are out there in the world. If you love K-dramas, you can use ExpressVPN to watch Parasite on South Korean Netflix. I've I said K-dramas. I i didn't mean, I guess, a specific K-drama in this case, because it's a very different kind of show. Korean serious dramas that are not K-dramas, <gasps> it's a different thing. Um, I bet you could also probably find a lot of K-dramas on Korean Netflix. Um, maybe ones that, are, that They're not putting on our Netflix over here in the U.S. You don't know. Got to go find out. And it's not just, I can't believe my brain automatically abbreviated Korean drama to K-drama. That shows you what I've been doing (laughs) with my time online. Uh, It's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service that includes, say, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube. They're all out there. There are hundreds of VPNs in this world, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast, which you want when you're watching shows. You got no buffering, no lag, and you can stream in HD. See all of the crisp pores on... uh on the, the faces of the people in Parasite. ExpressVPN works on all of your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com rocket right now, and you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's EXPRESSVPN.com slash rockets, expressvpn.com slash rockets. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Speaking of television shows, and I think that this will be a fun, snappy little rant that we're about to have. Mm-hmm. HBO has, bol- or Warner Brothers has boldly come out and said, Stop associating us with our prestige television <sighs> brand, HBO, creator of every critically acclaimed television show dating back literal decades. We also make garbage because we merged with Discovery. <laughs> yes, Discovery Plus and HBO Max are finally rolling into a mega service just called Max uh, for that uh, will be available. At maximum $19.99 a month, there are two lower tiers at $15.99 and $9.99 respectively. That highest $20 tier includes 4K HDR Dolby Atmos for select content, as well as allowing four concurrent users and 100 uh, offline downloads. The next tier down, both next tiers down give you uh, two concurrent users. Uh, The $15 or $16 one gets you 30 downloads with HD quality video. The lowest tier is uh, ad supported uh, as well as, as being paid. Discovery Plus is actually sticking around as a standalone app for a lower price but HBO Max, like HBO Go before it, is biting the dust. They have to stop doing this to us. Uh, that being said, H- or migration to the new service will supposedly be automatic. We'll see how that goes. Apparently, the new app is also getting a redesign, which should please everyone who is constantly complaining about HBO Max, the app, people who aren't me, because I like it. Uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers Discovery, of course, hopes that this move this second destruction of an HBO branded app will help them compete with services like Netflix, which has 230 million subscribers to uh, the combined sort of HBO families, 96 million. Um, so my, my initial thoughts are, well, obviously just max max, the word max singular is an awful name. Yep. This is a service that is going to let me watch succession and 90 day fiance in the same place. So I'm like, while this is overall just really, really, really ridiculous, the content for me is only going to improve.
2: Yeah, look, I I'm with you. I think the content is is actually great. I've argued for a long time that HBO Max, uh, farewell, uh, sweet summer child, we hardly you knew you, um, has had the best content. Even though I I when the name came out, I thought the name was terrible. Yes. Um, I-, I hated the HBO Max name. I hate this even more. Um, I have a lot I could say about this, but Brie, I want to make sure if you have anything, I want to make sure like you can speak. I don't want to speak over anybody because I have I a lot have of time to this. the exact
1: same opinion. You do. It's a <laughs> okay. terrible name. It's a terrible name. This is corporate decision-making, at it's absolute worst. You've got a bunch of probably vice presidents that think they're branding geniuses. They're watering down the one thing they have that has actual value, and that's HBS Premium Programming. It's dumb as hell. So go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. So I hated the HBO Max name because I was like, look, this is going to like dilute the entire brand. This is going to be terrible. Um, and you know what? It didn't. The Max, the, the, like the Max originals, the HBO Max originals were actually good. Um, Mm -hmm. they weren't maybe HBO quality, but many of them were good. I mean, yes, we did have things like, like, uh, um, F boy Island, but like, (laughs) that's delightful. Um, and and I have to say I do also subscribe to Discovery Plus. This is why this thing is so maddening to me. I subscribe to Discovery Plus. I was first I was like, oh, I can drop that subscription and just pay twenty dollars and I'll get four a concurrent stream, so me and Simone and my parents uh, can all watch at the same time yay. and four K. I was like, yay! But then I learn that not all the Discovery Plus content is going to be coming to Max. Tell There's, me, I, I don't know what the I don't know exactly where the breakdown is, Ooh. but but not all of it is coming over, which is why they're still selling separately. I also have to assume some of it is probably um, a cable, um, uh, uh, terrestrial cable deals, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. So that's confusing. Then let's just go back and talk about the name again. Like the, their whole rationale from this was, well, we don't want people to think, you know, to, to, to only associate us with like prestige, wonderful programming. Cause we want you to also know there's 90 day fiance and, 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 you know, the, the, um, the, uh, the deadliest catch. Here's the thing, as you and I both pointed out, there is a Venn diagram that is actually not like that uncommon of people who enjoy both their trash and their yes. pleasures. Uh, and and I I would agree with you that that three years ago when Jason Keillor, well, back when it was um, uh, Warner Media uh, uh, and 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 T was was the daddy, I would argue that yes, naming the whole like service HBO Max was a mistake. However. Three years later, that is the service that everyone knows. This is what we've all become used to. So then, going doubling down on a bad decision and choosing to highlight the worst part of the name, the max part, at like <sighs> the, it, 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 which to me feels like, okay, so we literally have the most valuable and most important and most prestigious brand in all of entertainment. And and I and I genuinely mean that. Across every facet of entertainment, I think that HBO is the most prestigious brand. I cannot think of yes. anything else that is at no, high. It just is.
0: It just right. is. And, Nobody and, else and, is and doing appointment Sunday night television anymore except And has HBO. been doing
2: and has been doing appointment Sunday night television for literally 25 years. Yes. Yes. Like like literally like Twenty five years they've been doing this Sunday night thing, and, and they kill it, and and they have fantastic documentaries and fantastic originals. Like no one else even comes close. I want to briefly oh, go ahead
1: yeah, revisit
2: go the uh, conversation about like we we obviously were among
0: the complainers when HBO Go switched to HBO Max. As I uh, remember from that time. It was also. It wasn't just that the name was bad. The process was really confusing because yes. at that time I think there was still HBO Now and HBO Go, which was also right. a bad naming situation because those situation. two things don't tell you anything. Right. Um, and then when they bungled the sort of like transition into the new app with the new name and everything uh people were really really confused a bunch of people just did not make the the leap from go to max and now they're
2: doing it again now they're doing it again and last time there was i i think that they uh i think that that david Zaslov is smarter than john stanky was um because he's not going to get into the fight with with amazon um that uh uh HBO Max did so. There was a period of time when you could not access HBO Max on your Amazon devices, and people who had subscribed to HBO through Amazon channels could not access HBO Max because they wanted them to directly subscribe. And it was a whole idiot. It was a whole level of idiocy. But yeah, we've already gone through this. But the thing is, is like the brand that matters, the brand that has value. The only reason you buy Warner Brothers, to be very clear, the only reason you buy Time Warner, the only reason you buy Warner Media is HBO. That's it. That's it. The catalog content has value, fine, but they could sell that off for parts. The studio is kind of a wash at this point because DC is not even part of the conversation. Literally, the only reason you spent $80 billion, which is what AT&T spent, or their $50 billion, which is what Discovery spent, is because of HBO. That's it. Yeah. And and so to me, it makes no sense to do this convoluted rollout. To have a name that means nothing, that is signifying of nothing. Like at least come up with a brand new name. If you really need to do that, then come up with a brand new name. Yeah. Um. Call it TV, which would be funny because it's not TV; <laughs> it's HBO. Call the app TV. I'm dead ass serious because that would be great. Then you would have your your trash, and you would have, you know, the the best television that's ever existed.
1: I feel like eventually they're going to have to start um, like bundling these services together. Like Paramount Plus and Showtime are doing this because neither of them are really strong enough to survive on their own. Like I... I am one of the few nutcases that will do it because that's how much I love Homeland. Like yeah. I'm always going to survive. Uh, like subscribe, but like Star Trek versus like Your Honor, it's just a different kind of crowd, right? Right. Mm. And and so they're coming together and bundling it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the the tensions that we're really going to run into in streaming is like I'm sorry, Discovery. I I love a lot of that stuff too, Christina. But like HBO. Is a different product and discovery at the core, and they're going to have to figure it out because the 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 tendency towards the streaming model seems to be winner take everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, at the same time, we had differentiated channels for a reason for yep. all of these years because it's like a brand. I Absolutely. will tell you when I log into HBO Max. It's a disaster. It's awful. It is. Because I'm seeing this bad content, and it's like, look, I just want to know what premium shows HBO was putting out that I need to take a look at and possibly watch, right? That's just what I care about. So they're going to have to figure out a way – to maybe they just start bundling all these channels together. Maybe it's like you, you could call boot it cable. Up the app. Yeah, oh, whoa. What?
0: well, I do wonder if that's going to be part of the this app redesign that they're doing. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you log into your new Max app and there's like a of tile on the screen that says HBO.
2: Which I'd be fine with. If yeah. they did that, I'd be fine with that. And w- w- that remains to be seen. They didn't show that off at the press conference. They talked about the fact that it's a redesigned app. Here's the thing. As someone who uses both apps, I think they're both terrible. And and I, um, I, I, I love that you love the HBO app. I wish that I could. I don't love it. I just don't have the problems with it that everyone else yeah. like has. We'll I'm ambivalent about it. Well, but go on. My, my, my problem with it, for instance, like Succession, which is like the best show on TV. Like if I open up the app on Sunday night, in my mind it should know a the succession it's it's 6 p.m. Mm. um you know pacific like it should know that that's airing and that should be the very first thing you see instead yep. i have to tap that's through like six different screens to get to it which is dumb also i'm subscribed to it so you would think that it would alert me it would be in my my page it's not there yeah. it's awful the discovery app is at least somewhat better than that but it's still convoluted and mismatched here's what's interesting there's been this move there's there've been these two parallel moves happening with streaming. Where on the one hand you have everybody getting like you know their own service and 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 doing those things. I do actually think that Disney's way, where they bund- where you have like the bundle and you have Hulu, you have ESPN, you have Disney Plus. I think that makes mm-hmm. sense. And where they put like the adult content on Hulu, and you know the movies on on Disney Plus. Like I think that makes yeah. sense. And and there are a couple things that might exist in both apps, but whatever. Um, but I think that uh, like. Discovery is a big problem, um, but weirdly, you have this parallel movement of the the free ad supported um, um, uh, television channels. The fast yes. thing, so it's the thing like Tubi and Pluto and uh, Plex and Roku and and all these things, and Google TV actually just added support for a ton of them yesterday. And these things are great and people love them and you can find a lot of content and the grid and the way that you go through it, it is a channel system similar to what we used to have. So you have wow. the MacGyver channel, you have the bachelor channel, you have these other things that are just like, and, and you join in, in real time live. Like they're not uh, you know, uh, it, it is, you know, there, you can um record things through, you know, DVRs and whatnot, but like you've basically are joining things in progress. They have on-demand stuff too, but it is a very, Common way now for people to use this, so it's it's interesting to me that we have these two parallel things happening. And you would I you would think that this would be an opportunity for discovery who could kill in the fast play if they wanted to with all of their content. It, it just it, it, but yet they're not doing this. I I would I would do I do hope that I I'm
0: looking forward to seeing. <coughs> how it turns out. Uh, because they do have a huge opportunity here to just make a freaking better app with everything they've learned. Because the content um, that being is great. Said,
2: yeah. Yeah. Shall we? discuss? But the name sucks. The name is awful. That's all that that's we agree. Just, I'm done. The name awful. is terrible.
0: <laughs> Shall we discuss our dessert for the day? Let's do it. All right. Firefest 2 is apparently happening. Convicted fraudster Billy McFarland just tweeted this out yesterday. Okay. With no further information. So we really don't know anything other than that Firefest 2 is happening. And that personally, we have some investments in it that we'll go into. I mean, not financial ones, but yet. But uh, hopefully, it will take place in an accessible location. It won't be in the Bahamas, where McFarland is considered a fugitive. Now, (coughs) Christina the first that I heard about this was seeing your tweet saying I will go to Firefest <laughs> send me to Firefest please subscribe to this podcast to fund my trip to Fire Oh no you wanted to fund your pet payment to Brianna Wu right let's right. I'll, not I'll, I'll, tell people that their no. money for this podcast oh. is going towards Firefest <laughs> Okay
2: but but it could be because honestly think of the content <laughs> Honestly yeah
0: you, you you're going to get okay boosties if we send Christina to Firefest two, right? You could get content. We're we're gonna have months worth of content. Out. We're gonna I mean, get I mean, bonus episodes out of that. Okay, 100%. first of all,
1: you're not going to Firefest two by yourself because <laughs> I would do anything to go to this are you kidding me the networking opportunities with like people with oh it would just be amazing like to be there with a whole bunch of grifters like i'm gonna meet like top level grifters there so count me in
0: honestly here's the thing Uh, like as big as the first one was very very big because they coordinated this sort of Drop with influencers where they were posting orange squares, and it was like, oh my god, yep. Kylie Jenner posted an orange square. What does it mean? Oh my god, Firefest exists, and a bunch of people wanted to go because of that. I think it has been long enough. It has been famous enough. It has been memed enough. It has been notorious enough. We have now come to the point where they they they're not going to need to do that. People will want to go to Firefest genuinely, genuinely for the bit, for the story, for the experience. Um, Hopefully, even if it's a failure
2: even especially if it's a failure well, nobody, nobody wants, wants it, to, it to succeed <laughs> no 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 no. i mean i mean even if it doesn't happen like even like if like oh. this is the sort of thing like like even if you got scammed or whatever like i it would be i would be worth i would be okay with like losing a certain amount of money if that happened like i'd be fine with it like
0: Ooh, just just be part
2: of it to be to have the story but but precisely if i wanted to do it um uh, he, Billy McFarlane did like my tweet response where I said, because I bought official merch from Firefest One, siphoned off from one of those shipping containers stuck in customs before the documentaries went big, I need to get my merch for this one. Oh, also at Chloe Condon and I want to do a musical about you, so which is true. So my friend Chloe and I have had this idea where we want to do Fire festival the musical,
0: oh my god
2: and and uh it, you know, uh Ja rule would obviously be a character um there there could be. Um, a uh, a whole story, a whole song about about Billy. Um, I I I said you know let's ex- I I told him I was like this is this is true. Let's exploit the hilarity together. Let's do it. Um, he didn't like that tweet, but he did like the, the the first one. So we'll see. But no, you're right. People would pay money if this actually took place. People would pay money, especially if it were terrible. Like this actually, ironically, could be his way of paying back the majority of um his uh, uh judgment it's
0: sort of like a a bad is, a, it's sort of like an escape room where you go in knowing you're going to be trapped in a room you know that's what except escape rooms are good and this will probably be if it happens be very bad uh, oh, do yeah. we have any predictions about where it could take place I don't know <laughs>
1: Somewhere underregulated, I think that will. Okay. Be. Yeah, I like
2: it. So, somewhere underregulated. Yeah, that—that's my only sticking point on this. The only thing that I have, like, I will go to this and I will like be miserable for. I'll do it for the for the talk. I'll do it for the vine, as the kids used to say. I'll totally do this for that. Here's here's the one place I will like personally have a line. I need to be able to arrange my own transportation.
0: Yep. I cannot rely yes.
2: on like getting stuck in an airport. Uh, that That is closed overnight and that doesn't have water like yeah. that. I, I, I can't, I can't deal with that. I will deal with the hell of everything else. I, I cannot deal with the, the other stuff. So as long as I can get my own transportation and I know that I, I feel confident that like I can get out of wherever this is held, I'm in, I don't care.
0: Yeah, I think that that would be a line for me, too, is the, yeah, because being trapped on that beach and then being trapped in that airport, no, not for me. Not, but
1: not a deal breaker for me, personally, really? because there's going to be so much media attention on this. The media is going to want to cover a second story of a bunch of people in danger. So, like, like, Christina, your press, you can just get a ride on the press helicopter on yeah, out there. be hovering
2: uh, above all the people on the beach. Well, well, no, that's the thing. I could. I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be able to eventually get out, but I don't want to be stuck in an airport overnight. Like I've done a lot of dumb stuff in my life, and I've been in a bunch of like I've like I've yeah. been to Coachella, I've been to Bonnaroo, I've done these things. I'm too like I don't want to do that in this yeah. scenario where like I'm in an airport without any water, um, and and they've locked the doors. Like 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 for instance like, like like that's just where I draw the line. Like I know I would get out of it. I just don't want to spend you know 18 hours stuck someplace so I, I i need to I need to be able to have a visible escape route.
1: I would be willing to do it for the inevitable like fire festival two documentary so like oh. you're in that documentary and you're like it was so hard. I was at airport. And I had to stay there for 18 hours. I would I would I would suffer through that to be in that documentary. So you could
0: tell your story and yes. like be crying a, a yes. single beautiful tear. Yes. Uh, what if he gets that like
2: uh, oil emirates money and it happens in Dubai or something? I mean, that would be amazing. Here's <laughs> the thing though, they actually would require like payment up front. So Ooh. but Dubai mm. but Dubai is great. Uh, I would totally go back to Dubai for for that. Like yeah, zero problem with that.
1: Um, before before we close out, I have an update on the Tiger King. Tell me. Uh, his team just reached out to me, and we're going to be setting up an email uh, with his PR team uh, very oh soon my God. to see if this can happen. So <laughs> I'm very skeptical that we can actually talk to him in jail. I'm very skeptical I am too. on that front. But I'm willing to keep going down this rabbit hole and see where it goes.
0: That leads us perfectly into uh, Brianna. What are you doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be on
1: vacation. Um, I feel bad about the timing of this vacation because I went out. When I scheduled this, it was 40 in Boston. I was losing my damn mind. I wanted to leave the house and walk my dogs and not be miserable. And today it was 70 degrees in Boston, and I'm going to Miami. So um, now I'm going to be hot. But um, yeah, there it
0: is. There it is. You're already hot. Look at those <laughs> curls. There we go. Um, Christina, what are you up to?
2: Yeah, so I'm um, doing uh, some stuff uh, for for work. Um, so you can uh, be sure to check out my videos at workyoutube.com/slash/github. And I guess I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to play into this this debate with uh with Joe Exotic. Um, and uh. Uh, so so keep you posted on that, Brie, because I'm definitely into that. Um, we'll but no, work but, I, it. but I'm just I'm keep working uh, it. Please do, because I'm I'm into it. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's basically it for me. I'm just doing some work stuff. I'm not, I don't have anything else, uh, going on, although, um, there, oh, speaking of merch, but, but good merch, uh, the GitHub, uh, shop just got a bunch of new merch and, and kind of a, uh, like a, a, so, so the GitHub um, uh, you can, uh, find cool stuff there. There'll be a video from me later this week showing some of that off. So be the githubshop.com. Anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, I'm not up to much this week. I'm still recovering from my Italian diseases, um, but I'm feeling literally so much better. Thank you to everyone Yay. who said nice things on Twitter. I'm so glad. Um, And shared your own mono stories. A brief update I f- uh, asked my mom and my brother if they had ever had mono, and they haven't. So, uh, what's up with that? <laughs> Am I the only huh. person in my family to ever get mono? Weird. I don't know. Maybe I think I, it sounds like Italian phobia to me. They, yeah, yeah. This is a long-standing Italian bias in my family. Um, and I am uh, bridging the gap. I am crossing cultures. I am, I'm a Disney movie over here. So, uh, uh, yes. The, <laughs> but I will be continuing to sleep basically for the whole weekend. Well, everyone, Brianna, where can I find you online? Uh, you can find me on Brianna Wu on Twitter. And
2: Christina. You can find me at film underscore girl on Twitter. And I'm also on Mastodon um, at film underscore girl at mastodon.social. Also, also, uh, you can find me on Instagram rarely, but I I should like spend more time there at film underscore girl.
0: Excellent. And you can find me at Doom Quasar on everywhere and my work at YouTube.com slash Polygon. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Rocket. I hope that you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. If you're a boostie, stay tuned to hear about Taylor Swift's breakup. Or is it a breakup? Oh, my God. Conspiracies abound. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.